My name is John Paul. My name is Bethany. And my name is Ananya. Welcome to another episode of the STEM Innovations podcast series here at the STEMI Youth Career Development Program. Today, we will be discussing exoplanets. When one thinks about exoplanets, an image of some crazy fictional outer space orb may come to mind, right? This mental image may not be far from the truth. Exoplanets are planets that orbit stars outside our solar system. Because of how far these are and how limited technology is astronomically, we are only able to identify those within our galaxy, the Milky Way. However, we have been able to identify 5,514 confirmed exoplanets. How do we even identify something so far, especially when it doesn't radiate light? There are two main methods of identifying exoplanets, which are the transiting and radial velocity methods. Transiting is the process in which astronomers observe the dimming of a star's light, which likely occurs when an exoplanet blocks it while orbiting. The radial velocity method is when astronomers observe a change in the star's color due to the gravitational pull that orbiting planets have that cause those stars to wobble. When these stars wobble, the light spectrum is affected. If the star moves in the direction of the observer, it will appear blue, and likewise, if the star moves away from the observer, it will appear red. Although these methods are effective, they are still not completely reliable. The launching of the Kepler Space Telescope allowed for the confirmation of many exoplanets by surveying stars and small planets in the Goldilocks zone of the Milky Way. Though many have been confirmed, apart from attributes such as temperatures and atmospheres, it is difficult to find more information because of how far they are. The closest star to Earth, Centauri, has one confirmed exoplanet, and even though it is the nearest, it is four light years away. Because of the ongoing research and discoveries on exoplanets, there's still a lot of things left in the dark. Until humans can find a way to travel so far safely, the possibility of extraterrestrials and habitable exoplanets are still in question. For as long as we have known about exoplanets, we have been searching for the habitable ones. The search for alien life has a long history and has become very real in recent history, especially with fancier technology. Earth analogs, also known as Earth twins, are exoplanets that are a similar size and have similar environmental conditions to Earth. These are studied by scientists for obvious reasons. They could harbor extraterrestrial life. And even if they don't, they could provide a habitat for humans should space colonization become more prominent in the far future. To offer some background on Earth analogs, early scientists believed that Mars or Venus could support extraterrestrial life because of their similar size to Earth. Although once we got satellites into space to gather more accurate data on these planets, we realized that Venus was much too hot and acidic and Mars was too cold. Although now people theorize Mars may harbor small life in the ice caps at the poles. Now that we have more advanced technology, we know of plenty of potentially habitable exoplanets. These planets have a lot of things in common with the Earth. Two things are size and composition. Earth analogs are generally accepted to fall between one half and two times the size of the Earth, and there are always rocky planets. This is because Earth's size is good for maintaining an atmosphere, which is necessary for life. This leads us to another factor that scientists look for in Earth analogs, temperature. For exoplanets to sustain life as we know it, it's necessary that they maintain a somewhat even temperature. The goal is about 15 degrees Celsius. Atmospheres with greenhouse gases are necessary because they keep a planet not only warm, but even. 
Planets without atmospheres are much, much hotter when facing their sun than when they face away. Scientists look within the habitable zone of other stars when searching for Earth-like temperatures. The habitable zone of a star is defined as a range at which a planet may orbit where it can maintain liquid water given a good enough atmosphere. This habitable zone is also known as the Goldilocks zone, as the temperature and atmosphere would have to be just right to harbor water and, potentially, life. Scientists' endeavors have actually yielded various exoplanets that fulfill one or several requirements for habitability. One such exoplanet is called Tea Garden Star B. Located in the Tea Garden Star system about 12.5 light years away, it is one of the closest potentially habitable exoplanets we know of, and according to some models, one of the most habitable. Another example is Proxima Centauri B. Orbiting the closest star to the Sun at a distance of about 4.2 light years away, it has a similar size to Earth and orbits in the habitable zone of its star, but we are not sure if it has an atmosphere. One quirk is that the star system it orbits, Alpha Centauri, is actually a three-star system. So any life on Proxima Centauri b would have three suns. While we have not yet found life elsewhere, the search for a habitable exoplanet is a fascinating one, and one we should probably invest more in, and should humans have to relocate from Earth in the far future. Space colonization is a very prominent and pertinent topic that goes along with the topic of exoplanets. With these planets being found and evaluated to be habitable, the next step is acting on the research and beginning to look into how, how to sustain life. While we are gaining valuable information and coming steps closer towards space colonization, it could still very well be up to 1 billion years until space is habitable. There are many arguments as to whether or not space colonization is a step in the right direction. Many vouch for it to help with the conservation of Earth and to progress further in terms of development. However, many simply feel that it would make for a worse quality of life due to all the precautions and the more overly complex standard of living. There are a variety of obstacles that us humans have to learn how to technologically overcome. These challenges could and will include food production, medical care, oxygen supply, transportation, entertainment industry, and many, many more pressing issues. To begin with maintaining proper health, Many astronauts in space often suffer a loss of blood volume from weightlessness, leaving them feeling lightheaded and uneasy. Research has been done and recommended exercise, but a specific method to maximize its potential. Compact human centrifuges can be done and built in a specific way to feel like there is gravity. Astronauts are meant to pedal on a bike and up around a full circle. However, radiation exposure is also a prominent health issue. It is known that it can be counteracted with hydrogen, but not with pure hydrogen. So shields would be the most practical, but are inefficient and difficult to exist with, which is why many vote for medication instead. Moving on to food production. As of now, astronauts are surviving on freeze-dried meals. While these can be proficient for a limited amount of time, eventually the goal is to be able to produce vegetation in areas with lack of proper sun, gravity, and water. The idea is to create a garden about the size of a suitcase. Each area has six plants that sit in a substance with clay-based growth material and fertilizer. These pillows of nutrients help to evenly distribute the water through the roots, as otherwise the roots would be drowned or filled with air. To mimic the sun, a group of LEDs sit above the garden and emit colors best suited for growth. The chamber is generally magenta or pink as the plants reflect green and use red and blue wavelengths. 
Breathable air is also a large aspect of being able to eventually reside on other planets. As of now, Mars is one of the top contenders for being a habitable planet. In order to determine and test more qualities of this particular planet, a robot known as MOXIE was sent there, took a sample of the air, and used the process of electrochemistry and heat to isolate the oxygen and carbon monoxide from carbon dioxide. It is theorized that this can also be applied to more large quantities of oxygen. This is not the only method of oxygen supply. For Mars in specific, large polar ice caps were found as a source of water. The water can be separated into both hydrogen and oxygen for breathing and for rocket fuel. Electrolysis or breaking water molecules into their individual elements using electricity are both possibilities. While there are many more factors that need to be considered before even considering living comfortably on another planet, these three are some of the main ones. Humans are, however, continuing to make progress and ideas considering space colonization is being discussed every day. Thank you for listening to our podcast on exoplanets. This was Bethany. This was Ananya. And this was John Paul. Be sure to stay tuned for the next episode in our STEM innovation series. See you next time.